Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. You often hear me say that soul recovery is about turning the attention to ourselves It's that inner part of ourselves that is changing, that is taking control of the only thing that we have control of, which is our thoughts, our emotions, our reactions. This is an episode about the inner process, about how we can really do the deep dive into our own spiritual practice, our own internal healing Who do we talk to? Who do we share it with? How do we express what's going on with us? When do we share it with the people in our lives? It's complicated. It has balance. It's not one way or another way. But this is my discussion of how I'm using soul recovery to heal. I hope you enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison. I am so glad that you're here with me today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. If you're new to the Soul Recovery community, welcome. You are now on a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. And if you are joining me again, I just thank everybody who continues to show up and in this community, sharing your experience, strength, and hope. Together, we're doing the work that will recover our souls. The last couple podcasts, we've been going over my experiences that I had while I was in Mexico. I went from October 4th to the 20th to Sayulita, Mexico with my mom and my husband and had some very good opportunities to look at some of my inner stuff. The first episode was on expectations and what that looks like when we 
create a story when we have expectations of what we think we want it to be like and they're not met. The second one was around people pleasing, my awareness of how I still have a lot of work to do in my people pleasing, especially when I was on a trip 24-7 with two very separate people that are my qualifiers. And then the last episode was around being married to an alcoholic husband. And Rich is sharing with me on this trip that he has been continuing to drink. I thought a year ago when he had said he'd been dabbling in it and said he was going to quit that I was hoping that that was the end. But it has not been the end. He had continued to drink and then he was insisting on drinking during the trip and says, hopes, claims that that's going to be it for him and he wants to go back into recovery. But the real awareness of that we are not responsible for someone else's recovery, that it's really about us doing the soul recovery work ourselves and letting them have their own experience using the detachment practices by allowing us to not be connected and think that we're responsible for what's happening to them and allowing ourselves to have the feelings of grief and sadness around what we wish would be different. And then I wanted to talk about this experience that I had about processing all this information that was coming through around myself and the part of us that needs and wants somebody else to understand what's going on inside of us and how we can, in soul recovery, use what's going on with us, mostly to connect with ourselves, but to have a healthy and clear awareness of where that line is of what we share with others and what we don't. So that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. I know for me that in the past, what I really wanted was I wanted to process out everything that was happening in my own mind with the person that I was having the issues with. So using Rich as my main example, my main qualifier, all those years where we fought all the time, right? So what is fighting? What is, and if you listen to the emotional battlefield, I, that is such a profound episode to me because I was on the emotional battlefield for so long. And part of that was really wanting the other person to really understand where I'm coming from, what my hurt is, what my pain is, why what you're doing or saying or how you're being or what the circumstances are, why they're affecting me in a negative way and wanting them to see it, feel it, get it the way that I see it. So that maybe they'll change, so that maybe they'll see it different, so maybe I'll be right, maybe It'll come together that they change what they think or feel. And the more work that I've done, the more spiritual exploration, the more internal work that I've done, the more clarity that I have of how complicated it is for anybody else to really understand what's going on inside of us. In the bonus episodes, in the last month on the Friday bonus episodes, for those of you who are Apple Podcast subscribers or Patreon members, I went over the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And the four agreements being be impeccable with your word, 
Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. What I love about those that's so interesting is how much we take things personally and how easy it is to make assumptions and how we aren't impeccable with our word. And then we're not doing our best, right? And through all of that is this hardship that comes. If you listen to the three episodes prior to this about expectation and my awareness that I had about how I can set up a story, an expectation of what I want and how I think it's going to be. And then when it's not like that, I'm really uncomfortable. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. And was I going to lay into those disappointments and those frustrations and be bummed out and pissed? Or can I accept what is? Can I allow what completely is and relax into whatever it is, right? Whether it's loud music and construction at the Airbnb that you're at in Mexico um, and all the things that happened and what I expected that trip to be like, and then just letting it be exactly what it was, and then actually enjoying exactly what it was, and not wishing it was different, not wasting my time wishing. And then the people pleasing, and then Rich admitting that he was still drinking and is going to drink on the trip. I mean, so much of what was going on was huge internal stuff for me about how I perceive the world, what is my responses, what are my reactions, what's my take on it, how am I going to choose to see it, right? One of the main things I say, it is as I choose to see it. Now, in the past, I would have really over-processed and talked the crap out of it with Rich which doesn't always work because part of what we're processing is we're processing what they're being in our lives, how we feel about it. Now, how they feel about it is how they feel about it, but we want them to see and understand how we feel about it. And so what it ends up feeling like to them is that we're beating them up, that we're not happy with them, that we're displeased with who they are. And those things might be true at that moment. That might be how we think and feel. What I had this major awareness that I wanted to share with the soul recovery community about this internal process that we're doing and about the importance of us not quieting our voice, but the value and the importance of us having the internal process that doesn't actually need everybody in our lives that we're with. And it also includes that part of us that wants to go to somebody and complain about it. And we want to go to somebody and we think that we're processing it, but what we're actually doing is we're, we're making it grow because we're complaining about it. And I hope, my hope in my sharing this experience that I've had with all of you is that I'm not actually complaining, that I'm sharing my internal workings, part of me that is finding healing from it, that is having massive awarenesses of where my hooks are, 
where I might be wishing that it was different, where I might be having some of my control issues, those places where if I can see it, I can do something about it. So when we go to some friends, we have friends that we can have healthy communication with that are good listeners, that aren't there to just tell us what to do, to change it for us, to think that they're supposed to fix it for us. You need to be able to have friends where you can say, can you just listen and help me process this out? And maybe they ask a few questions. Maybe they have some reflection. Maybe they can mirror something for you. But it's not about getting somebody on your side to try to see your point about, yeah, well, no wonder he's being an asshole. Or, of course, you were being treated poorly in this situation. How dare they? We're not talking about that kind of quote unquote support. We're talking about the importance of having those special friends that is a sounding board. Now, for me, what I have found, and I encourage people that do soul recovery coaching with me, spiritual coaching with me, is the value of journaling. I know that on this trip, I really anticipated that I was going to have a lot more time to work, right? To be able to be creating courses, to be able to be creating the content, to even maybe start to write the book that I want to write. But what ended up happening was that I had this profound ability to use the journal to pour out these new awarenesses and things that I was seeing and feeling about myself to my higher power, to a aspect of myself that is my fullest, healthiest, truest self that could actually allow myself to release the pain, to release the need to be right, to release some of the hurt and the grief, to have more acceptance. And what I wanted to share with you that's so interesting is that it feels strange to be doing it with yourself. And I know that when I have somebody that I go to that is like when people come to me for coaching, you're going specifically to be guided and to be supported and to be led into a pattern that's going to help you to your greatest spiritual good. And those relationships and those supports and that coaching can be so profound and is so important because we can let our minds start to rehash our victim story. Oh, poor me. My husband won't quit drinking, you know? And of course, I feel miserable about that and all the things that happen that we continue to keep the emphasis on the other person, the circumstance, why something else should be different versus having somebody that can be there for us to support us seeing what is, accepting what is, finding the ability to let go of what needs to be let go of, accept what needs to be accepted. And for me, the journal pages are such a huge way of allowing myself that space to have that experience in a safe and healthy environment that 
is about connecting to my higher power, to my highest self, and releasing the need to process it with the person (laughs) that I'm working through the stuff with. So then it comes down to the part that says, okay, so I've been working on these issues myself in my journal or potentially with a chosen person as a coach or as a trusted friend who is helping you get to your highest good. Then what is the communication that you have with that other person with whom you want to share these things with, right? I think this is the part that's so interesting is we need to and want to share our experiences with the people in our lives that we share our lives with. And sometimes it's sharing the pain and sometimes it's sharing what's happening with us and sometimes it's sharing our anger. But what I am feeling like I'm wanting to share with you is really looking at when it's the right time to have that kind of communication and process with the other person. And sometimes it's not totally safe or valid to have those kinds of communications and to try to get them to understand what's going on with you because they can't see it yet or they're not there yet or they're so much in their own process that they can't allow you to really have those feelings without them feeling like they need to defend themselves or that they're being judged or that they're the victim. And that it's okay to not have to process everything with everyone around you. But you also don't want to be keeping everything to yourself, thinking that only you are the one that needs to handle it and that there's no one to share it with. So it's this interesting balance of not closing up, of not becoming rigid or isolated, but also not feeling like everything that you think needs to come out the other side. So on this trip to Mexico, I ended up having some really interesting, profound conversations with my mom, spiritual conversations about some of the feelings that I was having. But I was mindful to keep some of it to myself that's really about my own process and my own experience. And it's interesting, I share everything with you as the community with thousands of people who are listening to this. When my mom said, well, you know, I haven't really listened to the podcast in earnest. And I said, I really would probably say for the family members not to, (laughs) since I am in what I hope is a healthy way processing a lot of what is going on with me and my own soul recovery with you, the community. Same with my kids, same with Rich. You are my people that I'm working on. So I'm not actually feeling like you're not supporting me if you don't listen. And it might actually be better to not listen, although they could if they wanted to. I would never say anything that if they heard it wouldn't be okay. Of course, they would be fine. But I just am aware of the fact that you are that for me. And I hope that when. I do coaching for you. I am that for you. That we are this healthy place of being able to share our inner strength, our inner awareness, our inner growth, and that it's not something that we just go out and blurt out to the world 
what is happening with us because most people are too involved in their own process and their own pain and their own projection and their own experience to really get us in the way that we need to be seen and validated. And then if we don't have our partner or our parents or our kids or our friends or, you know, whoever it is, witness our experience the way that we think we want them to witness it, that can be another level of something to work on, right? So why do we need the validation? Do we actually really need them to really understand what is healing in us? Or do we need to have that experience for ourselves, that deep awareness, that deep healing, and then live it and then be showing up as a healthier person, as a fuller person, as somebody who's not as reactive, not as defensive, not taking things personally, not making assumptions doing our best, being very careful with our words, but not careful in the sense of not being true to who you are. I never want you to be betraying yourself. I never want you to be showing up in a way that you feel like is small or closed or afraid. What we're learning is we're learning to take our power back. We're learning how to have the clarity of who we are without the need of all this external approval that we've needed our whole lives. Started with our parents and then moved down to every relationship we've ever had. That connection with higher power that I felt on this trip with these awarenesses, this knowing, as I said in the last episode, that there is a piece of us with our higher power that can weather any storm, that there is a solidity within us that is solid regardless of what's happening around us. And to have even more connection with that solidity, that is the truth of who we are. I don't want anybody to not share what's happening with them, but what I had this awareness of is like, why... Why do I feel like I want to have this back and forth, especially with the person that I'm working on it with, until there's a place where we can have that dialogue that feels healthy for both people? So again, on the trip, my mom and I had some profound, deep conversations about childhood and about spirituality and about expectations. And um, there was a moment in the trip where... I think I hurt her feelings and then we worked through some of that and Rich and I having conversations about recovery and expectation and his drinking and how that affects me and how I'm going to work on me and if he's going to work on him. Those are important conversations to have, but all of the internal stuff that is really truly being healed within me is my own business and my own work and is something that's between me and my spiritual center. And so because of that, I have more ability to remember and have clarity of what is mine to do. Where am I not being on my side of the street? Where am I trying to get involved in something that's not mine to get involved in? 
And that's been a really interesting awareness. So I hope that each of you has somebody who you can healthily process what is your internal work and where you're taking responsibility for your own happiness and your own healing. And if you don't, that's what I'm here for. That's what soul recovery, spiritual coaching is, is me to be that person for you. And I know that some of you don't feel like you can journal because maybe you aren't safe that somebody will pick it up. You don't have to keep it. You can always journal and then burn it or tear it up, shred it and throw it away. But there is something about putting your hand on a pen and writing or some people, for some people, typing on a computer or a keyboard has that same part of us that makes us slow down just enough to ask ourselves questions. The other thing that happened to me on this trip that I want to say is asking higher power for true guidance and clarity. And to me, it was really profound about how it felt like the questions that I would ask myself in my journaling, then I would read something in my spiritual studies that would respond almost directly to that, or someone would say something. And because I'm in this perked up place of self-awareness, I could hear the clarity of that being an answer to a question I was asking for and how beautiful that is and how much gratitude I have for those guidances, those gifts of wisdom that are allowing me to find healing within myself, even when there's a storm around me. I hope this is helpful in terms of, do I share everything? Do I process everything? Who do I talk to? How much should I share? Each of those is unique to yourself and you will find what's right and perfect for you. But your number one priority is to have that connection with that higher part of yourself that is connected to your higher power and allow yourself the process of your internal dialogue and your internal healing, knowing that that is the number one important thing. And then if it is safe and it feels like the right time or person or situation to share some of that with somebody, but that anytime someone else hears you that is in your life that you're in relationship with, they're coming with their own interpretation, their own perception. And so we're letting them have that for themselves too. We're letting go of the need for them to respond to us exactly <laughs> like we're hoping that they'll see it. How we see it and feel it and are integrating it is the number one way that we find healing. So I hope that is helpful. Thank you so much for your support of Recover Your Soul. Thank you to everybody who's coming to the support groups once a month, all of you that are making donations having soul recovery sessions, sharing this podcast with friends and family, doing the reviews, subscribing, following, all those things are helping this to be able to reach an even larger audience because together we're doing the work that will recover our souls. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or 
How do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect, and there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.